The Walker Mysteries, written and created by Andrew White, starring Sally Swift as DCI Charlotte Walker. The Birthday It's my birthday tomorrow. I'll be 33. I'm not saying this because I'm expecting a card or a prezi from you, but if you fancy to, there's still time, if you're quick. You know my address, right? Sorry, tangent. Now, I'm saying this because around my birthday, I start to think of all the people I've encountered who wouldn't be having another birthday, and the people who are left behind. Sometimes, though, there isn't anyone left behind. The victim is a male, appears to be in his mid-thirties, and no visible identification on his person. Cause of death, not sure yet, but there are clear signs of blunt force trauma to the head and neck area. His wallet contained £100 in twenties, and also had a photograph of himself with a woman, who looked to be around his age. Based on the evidence of broken glass and discarded bottles all around the body, it's possible the victim may have been drinking heavily prior to his death. It was Bronte and I who discovered the body on one of our long morning walks along the canal towpath. Thinking about it, if Bronte and I continue to actually find dead bodies, rather than responding to calls that other people have found bodies, they're going to start calling me Jessica Fletcher. I mean, the number of dead bodies that woman found, and no one ever suspected it was actually her killing everyone off. Sorry, tangents. Morning team. Well, some of us have been busy bees already today and I've already managed to piece together some of the victim's movements from CCTV. It appears he was involved in an altercation last night with another bloke outside the Rusty Anchor pub. Yeah, I know, that's hardly a surprise given what we know about the establishment. But even there, a bit of a punch-up rarely ends up in murder. We know from there the victim staggered down Partridge Road, then went on the footpath down to the canal where the CCTV trail ends. We presume he took himself to the side of the bridge and carried on drinking. There's a gap in the timeline, so I'm wondering whether he went to the offie at the top of Partridge Road. And that's where he got his drink from. DS Price, can you check on that, please? So, at some point between 11pm last night and 7am today, he was killed. And seemingly no one saw his body or clock that he was missing. Susie, our pathologist, confirmed the cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head and neck area and that the murder weapon would have been a heavy tool, something like a wrench or a tire iron. She also managed to find his name through DNA, a Mr Ned Goodman, someone who we'd picked up on a few occasions for some minor stuff, nothing big or heavy, although every time he graced us with his presence he was under the influence of copious amounts of alcohol. So the first place to start was the wonderful drinky establishment that was the Rusty Anchor. Right, I don't think I need to remind you, D.I. Sheldon, the last time any police went into the Rusty Anchor, six people ended up in A&E, including two of our own. So softly, softly, okay? Hello, my name's DCI Charlotte Walker from South Yorkshire Police. This is D.I. Sheldon. I just wondered if you could help us. Do you know this man? D.I. Sheldon, your phone. There. Good, and when was he last here? Last night? Okay. We know he was involved in an altercation outside with someone. You wouldn't happen to know who that was, would you? Oh, of course any name wouldn't have come from you, rest assured. Charlie Mason? Of course. Charlie Mason was a loan shark, and not just any loan shark. 
a particularly nasty example of the species, rough, intimidating, with a menacing presence that left a chill in the air wherever he went. He was not someone to be trifled with, and those who crossed him did so at their peril. His reputation was fearsome and well-deserved, and few were brave enough to stand up to him or challenge his authority. His garage was a couple of blocks down from the rusty anchor, so I decided to pay him a visit. Charlie Mason, so how's life treating you these days? What? I'm not allowed in here? I think you'll find I'm allowed anywhere, especially when I'm investigating a murder. D.I. Sheldon, your phone. Oh, you've never seen him before. So do you often go around being up people you've never seen before, eh? Come on, Charlie. You can do better than that. Charlie, I could arrange for some of the lads from traffic to check up on the wrenches of some of these cars you've got in here. I'm sure you'll get a lot of business once word gets out you help shop a range of half-inch cars to the police. Oh, you'll help now. Very wise. Ned had borrowed £100 from Charlie a few days ago. On the arrangement, he paid back 150 by the end of the week, which is a pretty scandalous APR. Charlie admitted there was a bit of a punch-up would only say it was a disagreement. Meanwhile, D.S. Price had uncovered the lady in the photo the victim had in his wallet was that of his sister, Gail, and he tracked her down to somewhere in the southwest of England and was making further inquiries. I told him good work. Well, you know, praise, given where praise is due, even if it is D.S. Price. You know it's my birthday tomorrow, Dean. I might have mentioned it. Well, I considered having a day off and me and Bronte going for the day to Edinburgh, so I looked at the railway website, and because I wasn't booking in advance, the train ticket would have been £140. It would have only been 40 if I'd booked it in advance. So I decided to come into work instead. It's my birthday today. I'm 33. Have I mentioned that? Got a lovely text message from my dad and my sisters and my brother and Tony, and people who I've met here, there and everywhere. Nothing from my mum, of course. And nothing from my boyfriend Richard. But then, that's hardly surprising, since he's dead. Morning team. Firstly, thanks for all the cards and prezzies. It's lovely to be loved so much. Although, I've not seen anything from you, DS Price. Anyway, to our investigation. A search brought up, the victim didn't own a car, and it turns out the victim's sister is seriously ill in the Royal Devon and Exeter Hospital. Cancer, and she's only got a few days to live, which is deeply saddening info. And then it hit me. His sister was seriously ill, with days to live, in a hospital at the other end of the country, and he didn't have a car, so perhaps the money he borrowed from Charlie was for a train ticket down to Exeter. The tech team managed to get into his elderly laptop, and the open tab was indeed the railway website. He found out the ticket he was looking to buy for travelling the day after was £166, and Ned had on him £100, so perhaps he went back to Charlie Mason for the extra £66. Charlie Mason, twice in two days, eh? What? Get out or you'll throw me out. I don't think so. Because, you see, I've come to arrest you for murder. Ned had asked Charlie for the extra £66, which was what the fight was about. With Charlie angry, he wasn't going to get any of his money back. So when Ned skulked off to one of his favourite drinking haunts, the Canal Bridge, after stopping at the offie, 
Charlie picked up a wrench from his garage, took a different route and hit him several times. The fact Charlie didn't take the £100 back led us to be able to prove his fingerprints were all over the crisp new 20s. I contacted the Royal Devon and Exeter Hospital to inform his sister about Ned's death, but she died in the early hours of this morning. Listen, team, thanks for coming out tonight. It means a lot. There's so many of you. Looks like we've taken over the whole pub. Hey, wait, before you start, I'm sorry to say, in the pub there's some fairly major copyright issues in singing Happy Birthday. So let's just take it as read that you've all sang it, OK? Oh, OK. Oh, leave it out. No. What? It's my birthday, so I should be celebrating. I don't feel much like celebrating. Every year on my birthday, Richard used to make the day feel so special. He'd go all out with the decorations, the presents, the surprises. I'd wake up feeling like the luckiest person in the world. And now, now it's just empty. I mean, I try to fill it with things, with distractions, with people, but nothing really works. I miss him so much. It's been almost a year and yet it feels like yesterday. He was my partner, my best friend, my confidant. I never imagined a life without him. I blame myself, you know. I keep thinking about all the things I could have done differently. Not going into work that day and and maybe he would still be here. Like, I should have been there to protect him. Richard was the love of my life, my soulmate. We woke up together, finished each other's sentences, we went to sleep together. I just feel so lost without him, like a part of me is missing. And I worry that my next birthday will be just as lonely as this one, that I'll never be able to find someone who understands me the way he did. I worry that I'll be alone forever. (laughs) Miss Charlotte Walker, hard on the outside, soft and gooey on the inside. Thanks for listening. Sorry, massive tangent. The Walker Mysteries starred Sally Swift as DCI Charlotte Walker, written and created by Andrew White. Sound design by Robert Black, produced and directed by Andrew White. The Walker Mysteries is a Nova production. (laughs) 